This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Tuesday afternoon, the last day of May, May 31st. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. More workers are heading back to the office despite a new wave of coronavirus cases. We'll take a closer look at our next segment. But right now, the holiday-shortened week includes the latest data on home prices and consumer confidence, plus the comprehensive government jobs report for May. We're joined by Tom Hudson, the Week Ahead columnist, McClatchy Tribune News Services, based in Miami. Tom, thanks for joining us today. Before we talk about home prices and the uh, Case-Shiller Index with some interesting perspective on the state of the housing market, uh, let's talk about consumer confidence uh, edging down once again because uh, the American consumer, despite the fact they're flush with cash, uh, we just don't like paying higher prices for things. No, we don't, Rob. Great to be back with you. Flush with cash, but more and more of that cash is coming out of our pockets and purses each time we fill up at the pump, right? Uh, Gasoline prices, $5 a gallon or more in some places, and that is where they've been sustaining. We're seeing the action in oil markets today rising, continuing to rise here as Europe says it's going to try to to push off some uh, Russian oil. Uh, in terms of its appetite for Russian oil, all of this is just going right down to consumer confidence. Consumers are increasingly embedded with higher inflation in the months ahead, and that means less confidence in their ability uh, here, at least in the short term. And President Biden meeting with Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell today uh, to talk about what can be done to bring inflation under control. And as far as the president's uh, political prospects are concerned, especially with the uh, midterm elections coming up, he'd probably like inflation to be on the downswing sooner rather than later and uh, well in the rearview mirror before we get to November. But one area in which prices have gone up dramatically and uh, a lot of American consumers may be okay with with that is uh, the price of a home uh, surging 20% year over year in March as interest rates also rise. So we talk about the housing market slowing down. Uh, you got to remember, though, they've go- home prices have gone up quite a bit over the last 12 months. Yeah, substantial uh, price increases over the last 12 months, over the past 24 months. Uh, real estate, residential real estate has been uh, the place to be. And as we're beginning to see, well, we've already seen rather a real sharp increase in borrowing rates. That's not really captured in the housing numbers we saw today from S&P CoreLogic with the Schiller housing numbers. That's going to see in the months ahead. But we are seeing some laggards, right? And I hate to say this, Rob, my friends in Chicago, but Chicago's home price increases are much slower than what we're seeing in other places in the United States, about only half the speed year over year of the increase. Chicago home prices up about 12 percent from a year ago. National numbers are up 20%. I got to tell you here in Florida, Tampa, 
uh, Sarasota, Miami, Jacksonville. It is loco what's happening with and what continues to happen with residential real estate prices. Yeah, I do want to ask you very quickly, is this a fu- is this a weather driven phenomena? Because if you're going to Tampa, <laughs> if you're going to Miami, you could uh, bid farewell to winter. And yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah. probably the ultimate selling point over uh, cities and that have all four seasons like Chicago. Indeed, point made, uh, Rob. I will say we do have humidity here that you don't shovel in February, <laughs> of course. But yeah, I think that that certainly can be part of it. I think the other part of it is the overall uh, work and job uh, environment, right, and pay environment. And I think particularly with workers, as they're seeing some of these low unemployment rates, and uh, companies are allowing for more work uh, work from wherever policies. You're seeing folks again, kind of discover and rediscover the Sun Belt. Tom Hudson, Week Ahead columnist, McClatchy Tribune News Services, based in Miami. Coming up, the current surge in COVID cases doesn't appear to be impacting the return to the office. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The march back to the office rolls on despite the current rise in COVID cases. Let's learn more from Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert with the Robert Half Company based in Chicago. Michelle, thanks for joining us today. If you look at the COVID case count with the caveat that it doesn't really accurately catch all of the COVID cases because uh, so many people are testing at home, in another time, in another place, you know, 6,000 new COVID cases in Illinois uh, would be a page one story. And now it's definitely far in the background. And is that the case for a lot of workers as they return to the office? Yes, definitely. You know, I think so many companies are very comfortable with their COVID protocols being put into place. You know, we saw even the incubation period drop from 10 days to five days. Um, just even the way companies are able to communicate and contact trace and, you know, really know um, who may or may not have COVID symptoms in the offices make people and companies, employees and companies, feel much feel so much safer about, you know, not needing to stay 100% remote. And it sounds like the uh, number one determining factor in whether a worker decides to return to the office, even on a limited basis, is the length of the commute. Yes, I would definitely agree. I think over the course of the last two years, employees have definitely gotten very comfortable completely eliminating commutes and working from home. And so as they find themselves returning to work, you know, commute, being flexible as a company and uh, maybe working outside of, you know, heavy commute times is always very helpful. And employees have so many more choices that they are looking at what their options are for working remote and not having a commute. One of the takeaways from the pandemic that uh, I know I have uh, have definitely uh, kind of internalized is that uh, definite statements don't last forever. And uh, there's been some talk about that the office will never be the same and people will never go back. Well, some people did. And right now it sounds like we're kind of in this middle area where uh, some people where some people are comfortable with a hybrid arrangement. Some people are never going back and uh, some people want to go back five days a week. Is it going to be a slow return to the central business district, not only of Chicago, but of, of other cities? Or is this kind of the way it's going to be for a good long time? No, I would, you know, you're absolutely correct in that it has been a slow return. I think, you know, of all of our active clients, 
we see only about 40% fully in the office 100% of the time, back to normal, as you would say. Um, we still have 60% that are very open to hybrid and even remote still work environments. And so, you know, it's it's every week and every month and every quarter, more and more companies assess that. And it's, you know, definitely not a definite anywhere. And Michelle, very quickly, what happens uh, when the economy slows down, the job market slows down, and the uh, employee doesn't have the leverage they might have had before to uh, negotiate a work-from-home arrangement? Is that when the 2019 office market returns? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say that companies will have a lot more leverage on insisting that a candidate be, you know, an employee be in office on site 100 percent. And, you know, employees are going to have to make that choice. Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert with the Robert Half Company based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up next, Apple reportedly plans some major updates to some of its most popular devices. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Apple's annual developers conference is set for next week, and the company is expected to announce some key updates. Let's check in with Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today and founder and editor-in-chief of Techish.com based in San Francisco. Jennifer, thanks for joining us today. Before we talk about uh, potential uh, new hardware releases uh, for all the Apple fans, uh, what are some uh, software upgrades, uh, iPhone and iPad? users can expect uh, out of this developers conference yeah well this year the biggest buzz will be around the ios the new uh, flashy kind of significant upgrades we expect to see with ios 16 we're all expecting ios 16 the new software which has been codenamed sydney to be a fairly significant upgrade, chock full of changes across the whole OS, the operating system, updates to notifications, uh, iPad multitasking. We expect to see some pretty significant upgrades to messages and help apps. And it's kind of a, a fairly in-depth makeover that includes part of the interface that's really often an afterthought, which is the lock screen. So being able to navigate even throughout the lock screen, maybe read notifications, swipe right, you know, widgets panel. That kind of stuff is, has been available on some of the Android phones now for a while, and it looks like it's coming to Apple. With, uh, as far as Apple is concerned, um, how much has the pandemic uh, stretched the capabilities and limits of uh, Apple products across the entire ecosystem? Because uh, people are probably a lot more reliant on uh, iPhones, iPads, and the like, uh, just because they were working from home and using them a lot more often. And uh, how has Apple uh, utilized all of that customer feedback uh, into uh, the new iOS? Uh, I'm going to go by the code name because I want to feel like a spy, Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, right. Well, it, it tells us they've been listening. And Apple doesn't do anything until it's ready to do it the best it's ever been done. So even though some of these new iOS features look similar to what folks have been able to do on some of Samsung Galaxy models, uh, this will be more intuitive. It really shows that during the pandemic, they hunkered down, they listened to people's pain points. Uh, this comes around camera, health, messages, things that are just kind of bugging some of the, the best reviewers out there, some of the analysts out there, and they fixed them. 
So significant upgrades across the board uh, with iPad, iOS 16 for the iPhone, iPad, the watch, um, just for refinement, really letting people more easily use multiple apps at once, especially on the iPad. Uh, And then there's been a ton of talk about AR software that's a hint for the future of augmented reality. We won't see Apple's uh, AR VR headset at WWC this year. We, you know, some people had speculated as much as three, four years ago that that would be launched in June next week. But we expect it. Some people are still saying late 2022. I think it's going to be probably early 2023 that will be the most significant single piece of hardware Apple's put out really since the watch. Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today and founder and editor-in-chief of Techish.com based in San Francisco. Still ahead in Travel Tuesday, airlines dealing with a serious shortage of pilots. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. This is Mike Krauser. Fire destroys 28 housing units at the Grand Bear Resort near Starved Rock. Lawmakers from both sides of the aisle discuss possible national gun legislation. Travel Tuesday, holiday plans for many air travelers were altered due to a major shortage of pilots, and the impact of inflation could be tempered a bit as retailers discount excess inventory. Business, the markets are lower. The Dow is down 136 points. The Nasdaq is down 19. The S&P 500 is down 13. AccuWeather says breezy, very warm and humid with clouds and some sunshine, a shower or thunderstorm possible this afternoon, and a high of 86. We have 83 degrees right now at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, a big wind-driven fire destroyed 28 units and seven cabins yesterday at the Grand Bear Resort near Starved Rock State Park. The story from WBBM's Mike Krauser. The fire reported to have started on the porch of one cabin spread fast, according to the assistant fire chief in Utica, Drew Partain. 60 fire departments, 200 firefighters were involved. So basically what happened, once that first building became fully involved with fire, it started throwing hot embers and ashes, and all the buildings that were burnt were directly north, downwind of where Uh, the fire started and all those embers were landing on all the other buildings and that's what caused so quickly to have all those on fire. Firefighters saved other buildings. Water had to be trucked in. There are no hydrants. Partain said 40 trucks were bringing water, 5 to 10 million gallons, he said. There were no injuries, and the assistant chief said the fire does not appear to be suspicious. That's the story from Utica. A bipartisan group of lawmakers in Washington is trying to reach even a modest compromise on new gun safety legislation. 
legislation. A small bipartisan group of senators led by Connecticut Democrat Chris Murphy planned virtual meetings tomorrow, with Murphy telling Face the Nation the proposals could include tightening the background check system used for some gun purchases and providing federal money for states to set up red flag laws which allow judges to order guns seized from people deemed dangerous. Murphy and Republicans say they're skeptical there are enough votes to ban high-capacity magazines or raise the age for purchasing assault rifles. Scott McFarland, CBS News, Washington. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are lower. We're joined by Steve Esposito, Executive Director, Morgan Stanley Wealth Management based in Lake Forest. Steve, thanks for joining us today. It seems like the investors are trying to give it a go and uh, kickstart a rally, at least in the NASDAQ uh, and the Dow as well, but it's just not uh, sticking. Uh, is is the big mover today the uh, EU embargo on Russian oil? Oh, hi. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, that's affecting the markets, of course. You got oil up another $2 a barrel here. Uh, but I think, and people are just trying to get over what's happened the last few months, or a couple of months, this quarter at least, and what's happening. I think there was a lot of shell shock there in the way the market sold off. And you could argue we've had two stock market crashes in two years. I don't ever remember that happening. So I think people are just licking their wounds and trying to get some footing and where we're going to go from here, it's, and understandably so. It certainly has been a wild ride from uh, March of 2020 through uh, almost June of uh, 2022 as far as market activity and, quite frankly, everything else uh, during that period of time. Uh, is there also some kind of a wait-and-see attitude, uh, everyone looking ahead to Friday and the jobs report mm-hmm. and maybe trying to glean some sort of uh, interest rate guidance based on the number the Labor Department will post at 7.30 on Friday morning? I think you're right. I think everybody is so obsessed with the latest news and trying to figure out what it's going to mean. But sometimes you've got to take a step back and look at the big picture and look where you're at. And everybody's negative right now. Recently, I read that 85% of individuals polled thought that we're going into recession absolutely positively. Uh, that does not help the sentiment, consumer sentiment. And that contradicts a lot of what's going on underneath the surface in the economy. There's a lot of good news under there that nobody seems to be listening to or wanting to pay attention to. I think investors are missing. So I see it as an opportunity for investors to buy in is, this market. Is this, uh, you know, the, the bad vibes theory, uh, is this driven entirely by the fact that, uh, uh, you know, you drive past a gas pump and the number's a lot higher than it used to be, and you go through a, a Mariano's or a Target and that number is a lot higher than it used to be, and does that override all other considerations? Uh, I think psychologically, yes. That's definitely part of it. you got to look at you've had the worst start to a year um, in the NASDAQ ever. You've had the worst start to the Dow and S&P since 1970, the worst start to the 60-40 blended portfolio um, in history. So you've got all these factors combined, then you've got the talk of recession. Uh, people got their first quarter statements, I thought this was significant, where they for the first time in years saw their bond portfolios have significant losses along with their growth. So they had a pretty bad first quarter, and I think a lot of people were you know, surprised by that and resulted in selling. And then, of course, throw on $6 gasoline and, and talk of recession. You're going to have a lot of people just dumping, and then it snowballs. You get margin calls. You get just panic. And I think now that's starting to calm down now. and starting. To, I think it may have washed itself out. We'll see. But there's a lot of just throwing the baby out with the bathwater here, and I think that's the wrong thing to be doing. I think there's some opportunities. And then very quickly, Steve, what are some of the silver linings? 
Uh, I think there's actually a lot of them. You've got, for example, China today talked about reopening, allowing that to happen, uh, come back in the situation. The PMI came out this morning. They were looking for a 56 reading. They came in at 60. Anything above 50 is positive. Um, Brian Monahan of, of Bank of America said this, this recession talk has been overreported. They, they're looking at a one in three chance of a recession occurring next year. So it's not a, a, it's not a, a, a guaranteed situation occurring. And we can get into $3 trillion in, in individual checkbooks as opposed to $1 trillion two years ago. So there's a lot of potential up there. And the consumer's strong, 3.6% unemployment. So let's focus on some of the good news and look for some opportunities here. Because what if the market's surprised and it's not as bad as we think? You could see a really good third and fourth quarter for the market. Steve, in the right stocks, of course. Steve Esposito, Executive Director of Morgan Stanley Wealth Management based in Lake Forest. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up next in Travel Tuesday, airlines are being forced to cancel thousands of flights due to a lack of pilots. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Hey, it's Travel Tuesday, and a shortage of pilots is having a significant impact on America's airlines. Let's get the latest now from Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services and Director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul University, based in Chicago. Joe, thanks for joining us today. Earlier this morning, we talked about the uh, pilot shortage that uh, contributed to uh, 2,500 flights uh, being canceled over the busy Memorial Day weekend, and also for some major carriers uh, leading them to uh, significantly curtail their uh, summer schedules to try and uh, stay ahead of this personnel shortage. And one thing we talked about was uh, uh, airlines furloughing and offering early retirement packages uh, to pilots as they were dealing with and facing the uh, potential substantial and long-lasting loss of business due to COVID in 2020, and that uh, the situation reversed itself rather quickly. Um, How do pilots enter the pipeline, and uh, what are airlines doing uh, to get more people to consider flying for a commercial carrier as a career? You know, really, uh, there's a pinch right now, and after a pretty terrible accident uh, uh, 50 or so years ago in New York, they really increased the number of hours required to become a commercial pilot. And there's some sense maybe we've pushed, uh, pushed the threshold too high. So without this pipeline of military pilots, which kept the system uh, fluid for a while, there just isn't uh, enough people in the system. And you throw in the pandemic uh, disruption of, of you know people being furloughed or switching jobs, and the job of a pilot's gotten harder uh, since the pandemic, just with the uh, uh, the pressure they're feeling in the cabin and so forth. So you put all that together, and we just lost uh, some of the supply of pilots. And the last few days, we felt that in the skies again, particularly on Delta, which canceled you know close to 10% of its flights last weekend. The uh, competition uh, for pilots has also changed. Uh, you mentioned you know the military used to be a uh, a place where a lot of once you got out of the Air Force or the Navy and you want you went back into civilian life, uh, airlines uh, were a very uh, attractive destination for aviators. Uh, are are military pilots getting more incentives? Uh, to stay on and stay in the service as opposed to going into the into the commercial sector? Yeah, that's right. It's not quite the easy pipeline it once was just due to some changes the way the military uh, uh, you know brings on personnel. Also the fact that there's just a lot more opportunity with cargo airlines and uh, passenger jets, uh, private jets and so forth. And so with that, the job of a commercial pilot isn't seen as uh, necessarily the only way to go. And so uh, with that, you know, there's just been this disruption in the supply chain. I also can say that, uh, you know, since the pandemic, the pilot's job has gotten more difficult with 
air rage and with uh, uh, you know pushback by uh, passengers against uh, against the crew. And with all that, those cargo jobs uh, are sure looking more attractive than they did just a few years ago. Yes, there's no social eco, uh, social media ecosystem uh, that encourages certain types of antisocial behavior uh, on commercial aircraft. You don't get that when you're hauling boxes from uh, Memphis into O'Hare. Um, on the cargo side of things, and we'll do this very quickly, and that is you, know, you look up in the sky, you see lots of uh, 737s painted blue, Prime Air, uh, Amazon, a big a cargo carrier now. Um, you know how 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 much growth has there been in the cargo sector in the past uh, twenty years, and how does it or the past two years, and how does that stack up uh, to commercial aviation hauling passengers? You know, we've been watching Amazon Air. They're flying exactly like say seven thirty seven, seven six seven, the same kind of planes that uh, you know the bigger airlines use, and uh, it's been double digit growth. And oftentimes, uh, in case in Amazon Air, they're mostly daytime flying jobs. They're uh, often longer trips, and pilots generally like, you know, once they're in that uh, cockpit, to go a long way because they uh, meet their flight hours. It's a more uh, a less chaotic situation than doing short hop uh, puddle jumpers all day long. And so those jobs are starting to look pretty good. Now, I do think this will work itself out. Uh, there's been some nice bonuses given to commercial pilots. You know, but in the short run, it's uh, hard to lure people away from some of these other uh, other pilot jobs. Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services at DePaul, thanks for joining us today. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Top retailers, including Target, Walmart, and Best Buy, may be ready to drop some prices. Let's find out why from Jan Rogers Niffen, CEO, J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide. Jan, thanks for joining us this afternoon. I could tell you that out of personal experience because last Thursday I was shopping at a big box hardware store not too far from my home, and there were some uh, big ticket items, washing machines, refrigerators, uh, with deep discounts above and beyond what would be offered during a Memorial Day weekend sale. So are are the big retailers now finding themselves with a glut of supply after struggling to keep up for so long? Well, sure. If you'd have been in looking for that about 18 months ago, you'd finally have found one because that's about how long it's taken to straighten that supply chain out as far as it actually getting here. So I'm not surprised you saw that. I think you'll see some of that for the next quarter as the inventories get to come back in line, because as you probably noticed, Walmart's inventory at the end of the first quarter was up more than 30%. Target was up more than 40%. And a lot of other companies were in the same range. So it's not surprising there would be some discounting to get rid of some of that stuff that finally showed up that's been on order forever. And suddenly it's not what the customer's buying because right now the customer wants experiences, apparel, accessories, shoes, and jewelry to go with those experiences and less concerned about getting the dishwasher or the dryer or the big piece of furniture that they were going to get for their house that they've been looking for for the past two years. So yes, some of that is going to be a little bit of a glut on the market briefly, but I don't think we have a real inventory issue. Uh, Markdowns are just a little higher, more prevalent than they were this time last year. And last year was the lowest in history for markdowns. It was the best time to be a retailer from the point of view of having to mark the goods down to get them out the door and the easiest time to raise prices. We're still not seeing that much resistance to price. The consumers are still out there buying and they're still paying up. They're paying the inflated prices that have been caused by the supply chain 
and, you know, the general inflation in the economy. But I think you'll see for over the next three months, some people getting rid of some things that finally showed up and are now a glut in their inventory. But I don't think it's a, something that's going to last very long. I wouldn't count on it for holiday season. And then uh, very quickly, uh, what is this uh, glut? I mean, to, if, if for, for lack of a better word, uh, what will this mean for retailers, some of which uh, posted some uh, rather disappointing uh, earnings reports because of that uh, not too long ago and took the entire stock market with it? They told us all of the bad news. We already know what's going to happen. So now we can sit back and see, can they really live up to what they said? And they're going to. And so I don't think you're going to see further impact from that. We all know that they had the inventories elevated. They all told us what the earnings were going to be on a future going basis, pretty much. And so we're settled in. And you've probably seen these retailers have started coming back in the market since then. So I don't think we're in for another shock. And I don't think there's going to be another quarter like that going forward, at least through 2022. Now, you know, they'll get stupid again somewhere in 2023 or 2024, and you'll get another shot. But if you're going to go out there and look for that bargain, you better go now, because I don't think it's going to be there in three months. Jan Rogers Niffen, CEO, J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. If you missed any part of the Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.